CNN. Radio. Soundproof room. As soon as we walked in here, the sound just... Chip, is that a good enough sound check? Uh, I need more. If they're in position, I can't really hear them very well. Can you guys come? I'm in position. Can you hear me now? That's nice. There you are. Yes, sir. Preach on a Sunday. There you go. Yes, sir. 765-4321. Bring the mic. That's beautiful. As, As we're arranging the mics and we've got, I mean, I'm looking on my left is Tyrese and on my right is Rev Run. And do me a favor, since we're doing a sound check. How would you do a sound check in the studio right now if you were singing Sweet Lady? <laughs> oh, man, you can't put me on the spot like that. That makes me nervous, man. Well, you don't want me to sing it. Uh, I might, man. You might have to come over and do a sound check on my mic. <laughs> well, that's probably a good sound check. Rev Run? Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Come on, DJ Run, come and get some. Yeah. Ready? We're ready. Welcome to CNN Profiles. I'm your host, Michael Schulder. Joining us now, two for the price of one. On my left, R&B star and actor Tyrese Gibson, better known simply as Tyrese. On my right, one of the founding fathers of hip-hop, the run of Run DMC, now known as Rev Run, as in Reverend. Tyrese and Rev Run have just written a book together. They call it Manology. The subtitle is key, Secrets of Your Man's Mind Revealed. Before we get to the book, I want to get to the bottom of a legendary hip-hop fashion statement. I was just graduating college when Run DMC came out. I'm looking at you with your Adidas top. That's right. I remember I I saw those pictures of Adidas, no laces. Tell me how you established that fashion statement. Well, the, the no laces came from Hollis, Queens. There was um, people coming in and out of jail, and the coolest thing we ever saw was a dude actually chilling with a pair of Adidas with no shoestrings. Why? They tell me because you might hang yourself in jail so they didn't get shoestrings. So in the record, My Adidas, we said, My Adidas only brings good news, and they are not used as felon shoes. Because somebody put us up on, you know you're wearing those sneakers with no shoelaces. They're called felon shoes. So we said, we had to tell people, that's not why we wear it with no shoelaces. We didn't realize the cooler older dudes that had no shoelaces in their sneakers were wearing them as a cool statement because they just got out of jail. Wow. I I never heard that story. That's the truth of why Run DMC wore. So we, we said we took the beat off the street and put it on TV. What does that mean? Whatever was going on in the street, we were able to report it immediately. When I said on Rockbox, for all you sucker MCs perpetrating a fraud, that word perpetrating a fraud had just hit the streets in Hollis. Yo, man, you perpetrating a fraud. Second I heard it, I was already in the studio. So before the word even got popular, I was already nationwide with it. Everything that we did, we were so close to the streets as we were blowing up as Run DMC, immediately got put into motion on records. So we took the beat from the street and put it on TV. When you looked at Run DMC, you were looking at the street. You could smell the street. It was real because we just got on so quick. Tyrese, how old were you when he was getting the beat from the street? Oh, man. 
Well, we 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 were really popular eighty three, eighty four. I don't know how old Tyrese. I was born in seventy eight. Seventy nine, eighty eight, one, eighty two, eighty three. My first hit came out when he was five. Was Run DMC's music ever on in your house? Absolutely. Run DMC's music took over South Central LA. It was bad boy. It was aggressive. It was fun. And I was telling him now that we're the best of friends that what we thought was cool about Run DMC was outside of their music being cool with a lot of energy, it was the outfits. It was kind of like they gave us something to do when we went to their shows, when we supported their music, when we look at their images on the album covers and their videos. Everybody went to go buy an Adidas outfit. Everybody wanted to put on the big glasses with the bucket hats that said Kango on them. You know, everybody wanted to be them image-wise, and listen to their music. And they brought another kind of cool factor to hip-hop that wasn't there before they got there. And it's just amazing to me that we're the best of friends, and he's my mentor, and, you know, I get to hang out with him and talk to him every day, and I never take my access for granted, ever. So before, before I'm going to ask you to how you met. But first, you asked for apple juice, and that's an interesting story. You said you feel what when you have apple juice? Uh, I'm from the ghetto, South Central LA, called Watts. And there was something about apple juice, whenever it ended up in our refrigerator in the hood, we used to feel like it was a big deal. And still to this day, when I drink apple juice, even though I can comfortably afford it, it's still a big deal to me. It's kind of like a childhood highlight. Um, it's apple juice. It's like, man, that's apple juice. You know, it's still a big deal. And 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 for me, uh, I don't want to, you know, read too deep into it. But it's kind of like when I drink apple juice, even as a grown man, it helps to keep things in perspective in my life because as soon as I taste it, it takes me back to how big of a deal it was to get apple juice in the house. Rev. Ryan, is, is what's the apple juice in your life? The apple juice in my life right now is everything. As I got older and matured, every single thing is something I'm grateful for. I'm a reverend now, and I take life very seriously. Um, everything about my tweets and my life is about being grateful. I'm so grateful all day long. I write, maybe if I write 20 tweets a day, 10 of them about being grateful, all type of rhymes. When you're grateful, you don't end up being hateful. I say um, everything that I talk about is about giving thanks. And I don't know, something happened along the way that my top in life became my bottom. Uh, I remember a story before Run was the Rev, because now I'm Rev Run, of wanting to take over the world. You know, I made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, but I remember wanting to beat all the other rappers around me. I remember getting to Los Angeles and fighting to get the best room in the hotel, the presidential suite. There's only one room like that. In my mind, my job is to beat LL Cool J back then to getting the presidential suite. So I remember getting that suite, telling my manager, I want that suite. Told my manager, remember that Rolls Royce place that you could rent cars across the street? Rent me a Rolls Royce. Like, Joe, Rolling Stone wants to interview you. They want to interview me? Tell them to come to my room. 
Tell a Rolls Royce guy to come to my room. Tell a guy that has that really good marijuana, the indica, green good weed, make him come to my room. Remember that pretty girl last time he was in L.A.? Make her come to my room. Remember the dude that cut my hair up the block? I'm hot now. Make him come to my room. And I remember sitting in the big jacuzzi, Scarface style, smoking the weed. I had ordered French toast. That came, and the ashes was falling in the tub from the smoking. The syrup was falling in the tub from French toast. The guy was with the Rolls Royce was knocking on the door. He was there with the guy from Rolling Stone magazine. The haircut guy was at the door, and the girl was at the door. And I broke down crying because my, my top had actually become my bottom. And that's how I became the Rev, because I realized at that moment I was trying to fill a void for something that only God could fix. And at that moment, I pushed the French toast out the way, and I cleared up the, the hallway a little bit. I let the Rolling Stone, I did my interview, and kind of self-sabotaged myself for some years. And the success, thought I noticed it was going away because I was at this point trying to find what is it more that you want. And then I just started going to church because I knew I needed something else besides for material things. And when I got to church, it was powerful men of God, um, African-American men of God who were doing well and had things. And at that moment, I realized that I could have things as long as I don't let things have me. That's my story. And Tyrese, did you guys stumble upon each other? How did you, how did you meet each other? Did you did you meet him in his room, or this this was after the period? He was a kid. Then I was eighty six. He had to be eight years old. So how did you how did you? Tyrese can tell you how he met me. Yeah. Well, um, at the end of his show, Run's House, he was always seen at the end of his show sending out a word of wisdom on his BlackBerry. Good morning. Do we all make mistakes? You do if you're human. Life is all about making mistakes. The key is how you bounce back. So give life your best shot. And if you miss, rebound quickly and make your next shot count. God is love, Rev Run. What I didn't know, because I was a fan of Run's house and the, the powerful images of love that he sent out through the universe, through being a great husband, a great father, and having a beautiful wife who's just a support system out of this world, um, it was almost too good to be true for African-Americans to see Run's house because as soon as the TV went off, most of our houses didn't quite look that way. And the fact that he loved God as much as he loved God and he talked about it constantly, treated his wife, not just talked to her any kind of way, treated his wife with the respect that he claimed verbally that he had. He actually showed the respect, showed how much he loved God, showed how much he was committed to his family, that did a lot for us. We looked at that as the new standard, the new blueprint. When you say we looked at that, who are you we, talking about? We, the viewers, who right. did not know him but knew of him through Run DMC. So with all of that being said, I met him through the word of wisdom that he used to send out at the end of every one of his shows. He sends out the words of wisdom, and there's a mass email of millions to go out to everybody in the industry, athletes, entertainers, you name it, we would all get these words of wisdom every morning. And one day he said something about cheating, faithful, infidelity, married, da-da-da-da, whatever. And there was something about that email that I didn't agree with. So I decided to respond to it, not knowing that he would actually get it. He got it. 
We exchanged back and forth. I was shocked. We ended up getting on our first phone call. It's probably four and a half hours long. And that's where our friendship, mentor, mentee, spiritual advisor, and all the above initiated from that call. And we this, this actually... Was, by, by the way, what year is this? Four years ago or something yeah, like that? Yeah, probably about four years ago. The crazy thing was at the end of that conversation, we cracked a joke. I remember like it was yesterday. He was like, yo, you know what would be crazy, man? Because we're so the opposite, but at the same time, we're one and the same because we love to inspire and motivate people through social media. I was like, it'd be crazy if we wrote a book one day. And he's like, what if we called it something like I Beg to Differ? So that idea for that original book title obviously went away. We finally put our energy and effort together to write Manology. And it can't stay on the shelves at this point. And we're just very happy that we decided to not keep all of the secrets, the wisdom, the knowledge, the information, the insight between ourselves. We're only two people. So now let's bring it together on Manology, which is your sometimes competing advice Mm -hmm. to men about women, right? You guys have some similarities, but you have some serious differences. I don't really know if competing is the right word. Tell tell me what it is. I think some people may decide on their own, and that's fine, to look at our opposing views with certain topics as some type of gimmick. Well, I think the book would be way more interesting if y'all are not on the same page. We didn't go into it purposely looking to not be on the same page. What I represent is a 34-year-old man that's in this particular season in my life. You're a much older man than me with gray hairs. You're in a different season in your life. If me and you start having conversations right now about the things that I'm into, I'm excited about the things I look forward to doing, strip clubs, partying, hanging out, if that's what I want to do, you would look at me as a married man and say, I could go to the strip club, but I would probably look pretty stupid being in a strip club with a head full of gray hair hanging out with your young black ass. (laughs) So it becomes very different. So he represents the season that he's in in his life, and I represent my season, and that's the definition of a mentor-mentee. If it was two mentors, then the relationship wouldn't have any dynamics. So are you, Reverend, trying to correct his path, or are you, are you just accepting no, I, the I fact that he's in a season? No, I, don't, I don't try to correct anyone, ever. I inspire by my walk. I um, yes, don't even have a church that I run. My pulpit was MTV. They saw the life and was inspired by the walk instead of my talk. I never tell Tyrese anything. He looks, he's much more, he'd be, he's always much more inspired to watch me take good care of my wife. He's always inspired to watch me talk to my children. So what have you, Tyrese? Everybody looks Uh, at me and then they're inspired by my walk. So Tyrese, what have you done? And this is interesting because you guys are so plugged. How many, how many Twitter followers do you have? Four million. Four million. Okay. It's like about 3,999,000 more than I have. So it's, you know, we're close. We're close. <laughs> and, and Tyrese, how many followers do you have? Um, let me see. I'm doing all right. Because I'm... these two guys right now, I want the radio on. You're on your phones while I'm talking. You're multitasking. You're listening. Right. You're talking. And you're, are you tweeting now? Absolutely. Tweeting, talking, doing all types. I'm of at 2.9 million followers. 2.9 million. So yeah. do you, so, so tell me what you are doing differently now after really developing a close relationship with. Ray I Ray. have a girl that I've been with for a while now. And me 
looking at having sex and wilding out with all of these different girls as if it's really going to go away and whatever that insecure impulse was that made me in my mind say, well, the glass slipper of having access to this many women is going to be taken away one day because we've all seen entertainers get super hot and then fizzle away. So I'm like, I'm 17 years in the game now. I'm still hot. Things are still happening. The phone is still ringing. I'm going to now have to internalize and look within me and say, why am I still running around doing the things that I'm doing? And I know for a fact that that thought wouldn't have popped up in my mind had Rev Run not been in my life. Rev Run, how do you get that message out? Tell me something, because it sounds like... He just got to keep walking. He just got to keep doing what he's doing. But it's not just the walk, because you are big on Twitter, because you are coming up... You're basically rapping but on Twitter, aren't but, you? But understand, I, my response, and I know you're talking to him, but my response would be this. His words on Twitter has no weight if his walk wasn't according to the things that he's tweeting. We call it twalk. Okay? It's it's a Twitter walk. Okay, but the words, so Tyrese, I, I, if you're listening to this, I still have to disagree with you to some degree, right? It's yeah, He's got to walk the walk. But we're living on the words on Twitter. Obviously, you have to have the walk behind it. Yeah, they were very... Uh, they, first of all, yes, you're right. The words are incredible. They're funny. They're witty. They're bold. They're scriptures. They were really good. You're right. They were like almost a rap tune. They were really cool, really funny. I say things to this day that Tyrese goes, what? So, yes, but what he, Tyrese was actually saying is beyond how good the words were, I had the fashion to go with it. So, yes, you can get a singer that sings really well, but somebody dressed like Usher or something cooler, you know, also adds to it. So he's, Tyrese is basically saying, yeah, the words are cool. He's not discrediting that. He said, well, we believed the man with these cool words. So it was a double punch of it's run. We saw him on TV. We love him. And these words are funny and good and entertaining and helpful. And we believe him. So you don't believe everybody. There might be a person with just as funny words, but you know you have to understand it's who the words are coming from. All right, now so now I, now here's the challenge, and this is part of the challenge of manology, right? It's you're both fathers. Yes. You're father to six children, Reverend. I have six. Six children and Tyrese. I have one. Daughter. One five-year-old daughter. Yes, sir. One five-year-old daughter. I have three children, and means a lot coming from you. Clearly, anything a father says is going to mean a lot. But a lot of times kids don't listen. They don't want to hear it from their father. Give us father's advice. Where have you guys succeeded in communicating the values you want to communicate? And where have you failed? What can we learn from you guys? The best success that we could ever represent as fathers is being the examples that we speak. See? Walking that walk instead of just... You know, I can't tell you how important. I think there's so many walking contradictions out here. There's a lot of pastors. There's a lot of CEOs. There's a lot of politicians. You know, we see it every day on CNN, man. Come on. Politicians apologizing publicly to their wives. And these are regular blue-collar guys that are up fighting for human rights, fighting for political positions and communities and this and that. And then you find out that when they left 
the microphone, speaking on what they want to see more of and getting on the president, Republican versus a Democrat and all of this. They're leaving these podiums with these corporate suits on and they're running straight to these hoe houses with prostitutes and doing all of this wild, freaky stuff. And then they get exposed. So I think the best example you can be as a father is to walk what you talk. And if your daughter needs some clarity and understandings, don't scream on her or him. Create that understanding where you st- you make them feel comfortable with talking to you about whatever it is they may have on their mind. Because either they're going to feel comfortable with getting advice from you or they're going to go out in the streets and start getting advice from somebody else. And I want to believe that the best advice will come from home. Reverend, now you... You must have a little more chaos in your, with six kids, it's got to be a little more chaotic than having one daughter. How do you keep it under control? How do you get I that? would have to say slightly ditto to what Tyrese said. My children look up to me. They do what they see, not so much what they hear. It's the same thing with the industry that's been inspired by Run's House. My daughters, specifically are waiting to meet their dad and a man. So that leaves them away from dealing with what we call in our book the magician. The magician is the man who creates the smoke just to get what he wants from a woman, and then he's poof, gone. So my example was we're all heavily on Twitter, me, Vanessa, Angela, all my kids. And I wrote, in front of everybody, because everybody watches my tweets. Hey, girls, daddy loves you. Happy Valentine's Day, daddy's girls, because they had a show called Daddy's Girls. It was a spinoff of Run's House. And a little girl wrote back, where would I be if my father spoke to me like that? Would I be happier today? And then she wrote, hashtag sad. At the end of the day, people don't do what you tell them to do, they do what they see you doing. This is CNN Profiles. You're listening to Rev Run. You're listening to Tyrese. Getting some wisdom from both of you on parenting. And I want to ask you, use that word, magician. Yes. You were both, at least at one time, yes. magicians. It takes a magician to understand it. Of course. And so... Is that something you've communicated to your children or is that something you just live with and it's increased your knowledge and you know how to, you know how to steer your kids away from magicians? Have you ever given them my, my, a magician um, talk? My daughters specifically are open to talk to me about everything. You got to realize I'm not just the rev. I'm run. I introduced them to becoming stars. I'm kind of cool. That's why Tyrese, who's young, is, in essence, hanging with her, you know. And when he, when he gets a little cooler than me, I just throw at Tyrese and I'm say, well, I ain't cool, brother. I'm cool's inspiration. So I've always got something. When he the girls are screaming a little loud, I'm like, I, I seen that, baby. That's cool. I'm good in my own skin. I'm not cooler than you. But I'm the inspiration for a cool dude. That's what Jay-Z and Beyonce are and Barack Obama and Rev Run cool because we've grown to be old and cool so final question for the two of you because you two had influences i was i was walking around to everybody i knew 
saying, you know, okay, you all know Rev Run. Uh, you got to teach me something about Tyrese because I've been listening to his lyrics. Some of those lyrics, beautiful R&B rhythms, but some of them are basically, girl, stay away. This guy's not going to commit to you. And then one woman said to me, yeah, but sweet lady, that man I trust. And, wow. then, and then another one said, oh, I trust him. You know why? I said, why? He had a good mother. Wow. How, do, how did she know that? What was, what was your mother's influence? What was your mother's influence, Rev Run? And, then we, and that's what I want to get from you before we leave. Um, that should be t for Tyrese to answer about him, his church upbringing and a little church stuff. Or whatever uh, you no, want. I mean, listen, my mother, for the most part, is a good person. Um, she, she really tried her best. My mom came up in a very abusive uh, house in St. Louis with her mom's being alcoholic, pops, and just a lot of drugs and abuse around, and raising four kids on her own pretty much because my father, Bell, when we were super young, um, was a big challenge. And I think the way she ended up ultimately dealing with her pain and childhood issues is she wasn't an alcoholic for many years of my childhood, and then she became one and uh, just kind of fell apart. And so most of the memories of my childhood prior to my mother drinking were, were pretty special, and um, I appreciate those years. But when the alcohol came in, you know, when you're under the influence, you're influenced to do stupid and crazy things. And, um, I mean, I was still on the receiving end of all of the pain that came from her alcohol abuse for 27 years, She's been sober now going on seven years by the grace of God. But my mother is a good person. You know, I'm still not close to her because of all of the trauma and stuff that happened because of the alcohol abuse. But, um, you know, I try my best every day uh, through my therapy um, as often as I go and just kind of self-reflecting and using my story to motivate and inspire others. I feel like a lot of people are praying for me. A lot of people want me to win and continue to win because they can identify and connect with me. So people are not close to you who you don't relate to and don't identify with. But at this point in my life, other than Rev Run, and I'm not just saying it because he's sitting here, um, he's the only family I have. Him and his wife and his kids have became answered prayers for me. So final question then for Rev Run. I'm not going to ask you about your mother, but from manology to another father, what chapter should we read in, man in manology so that fathers can communicate something to their daughters that will protect them? Manipulated. I say that manology is a man duel. So you ladies don't get manipulated. Look at manipulated chapter. Give us one takeaway. I want my daughter to have one takeaway before I get out of here on how not, how to look for signs that you are being manipulated. Good relationships feel good. They feel right. Trust your instincts. When sh someone shows you who they are, believe them. Reverend Tyrese, thank you both. Uh, thank you both for joining me. 
By the way, you can find CNN Profiles on our website, cnn.com soundwaves, or download us from iTunes, or go to SoundCloud. And please, if you like what you hear, don't be shy. Share. Saw the different I side of you. I enjoyed this. Did you truthfully tell you? Did you enjoy the way this interview I went? did. And I I'm did. glad we was able to do it together. This way. I'm glad you were able Thank to you. do it together. And I'm glad we're you happy. enjoyed it.